Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your own life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking massive action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adi. I'm your therapist, your coach, your mentor. Join me as we heal your life together. Hello, friend. Welcome to the episode, Therapeutic Life Healing for Women, a healing space. I really want to thank you for taking time out of your day, out of your life, to tune into the episode and just be here with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see you. I honor you. I see your humanity. I see your heart. And we're just walking this life together, figuring things out one episode at a time. And what I'd love to do is just give a quick shout out to some of the new countries that are tuning in and some of the old countries that have been continuing to tune in. I see you. I thank you. And love to give shout out to the United States, to Israel, Canada, United Kingdom. We have new listeners in South Africa and Japan. We have some old friends from Australia and New Zealand, Germany, Finland, France, Ireland, Kenya, the Netherlands. I just want to thank you all. If you're following me on Instagram, please send me a DM. Say hello introduce yourself. I'd love, love, love to hear from you. Now, before I introduce my next guest to this episode, I want to take a moment to kind of give a little bit of background of why this episode was so important for me to share and bring someone on. But we're going to be talking about what's happening in Armenia. There is a current war. There's a lot of history as to why that conflict has arisen And our next guest is going to be sharing a little bit of the history, um, historically a genocide that's taken place in 1915 towards the Armenians and Assyrians and the Greeks during World War One. There was a genocide taken place where millions of Armenians and Assyrians and Greeks had their lives taken and it's still not recognized by the country of Turkey. And so it's so important that we just take a moment to hear a little bit about what's going on there, why we should care, even those of us who are not Armenian or identify as such, because this can happen anywhere to anyone. And we know that pain and war is nothing new to a lot of countries and to a lot of groups of people. And so I always love to take a moment to spread awareness and shed light on social justice issues and bring the humanity out and spread awareness and do what I can in my circle of influence and my circle of power to spread awareness because I, I love humans. I love people and I see the good in us. And at the same time, I know that evil exists. This podcast episode is really dedicated to Armenian brothers and sisters, my family, and to anyone, any group of people ever experienced a genocide, a ancestral pain, intergenerational trauma, discrimination, racism, pain, suffering, war. I I mean, it's just, I think everyone can resonate at a human level 
and really sympathize and empathize with what is happening in Armenia and for the Armenian people right now. And also, if you can, even donating a dollar, five dollars, whatever you can to the official Armenia fund, all of that will be in the show notes. You can spread awareness and being able to just do what you can in your in your circle of power, your circle of influence. Also, if you have any Armenian friends or family, just check in on them, see how they're doing, how they're coping, and send them some love, send, send them a text, let them know you're thinking about them. So thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. We're going to hear from a psychotherapist, Lilith. And she is Armenian and resides in California. And we're going to get to hear from her about the conflict, the past, the historical context of the genocide and what we can do now and how it impacts mental health, um, especially for the Armenian community. And just in general, if you are someone who has ever been affected and impacted by witnessing human suffering and pain and just seeing that um, ways that you want to make sure that you're taking care of your mental health. And Lilith does a beautiful job sharing with us some grounding techniques. And thank you again for being here. You help me continue to make this show what it is. And I, I appreciate you from wherever you're tuning in. And to my Armenian brothers and sisters, family and friends, I want you to know I see you. I honor you. I stand in solidarity with you. You are Armenian strong. We are Armenian strong and freedom for Artsakh. And we will keep fighting until it's free. And God bless the Armenian community. I love you all so, so much. And a quick fun fact before we dive in. My mom is actually half Armenian. And so there is a part of me that is very much connected to the Armenian community through her story, through my grandfather who was Armenian. And I just love this community so much. It's a strong community. It's a beautiful community and culture. And it's so important that we just take time out to understand what's happening in Armenia. Whether we're Armenian connected or not, it matters. It's important. And without further ado, now officially, let's dive into the episode. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited for you all to get to meet my new dear friend that I have got to meet through Instagram. And she is a psychotherapist and she's Armenian, which I feel super connected and proud about to introduce her. Um, her name is Lilith Melik Bokhshian, and she is a psychotherapist out in California. And I'm going to Pass it to you, Lilith John, just to introduce yourself and share with folks a little bit about what you do and maybe a fun fact about yourself. <laughs> Hi, thank you for having me here. I am Lilith Melik Bakshian. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. Um, currently, I work at two rehabs and I see individual clients at a group private practice and I have my own clients on my own. I do a lot of relationship healing, internal relationship, relationship with self, relationship with others, inner peace, inner bond, self-compassion, self-love, mindfulness. That's the type of work that I do. So connecting with your true self and getting in touch with that side of who you are. And a fun fact would be I am ambidextrous. I was born left-handed. 
but my grandmother taught me how to write with my right so I can use both now and I could actually write at the same time so I could do the exact same sentence at the same time with both of my hands. Wow, I don't think I've ever met anybody <laughs> who does that. That is so cool. <laughs> wow, that's a very cool thing your grandma taught you. That's very special. That really is. Well, Lily, I know I reached out to you on Instagram because I've been personally also very just passionate about bringing some social awareness to what's happening in Armenia. Currently, you know, my grandfather's Armenian. And for me, there's just being a social worker. I'm very passionate about social justice issues, mental health topics, personal development. So it all falls in line with what matters to me. And I think for folks who are tuning in, they resonate also with the values that I hold. And so I think for folks who are not Armenian, it would be actually very helpful to hear a little bit about the conflict or the war that folks can feel a little disconnected from what is happening because they might not have any Armenian friends or family. So when I reached out to you, I was very interested if you could come on and share with folks a little bit about the history of the conflict. And then we'll move into a little bit more about like the mental health impact that folks have in general, wherever you live in the world, when you are exposed to human suffering all the time in the news, how we can cope with that, how we can manage that. Sure, I'll go ahead and start. So I will briefly start by talking about the history. So Karabakh, also known as Artsakh, wants independence from Azerbaijan. So both Armenia and Azerbaijan were part of the Soviet Union, and Stalin gifted a chunk of Armenian land to Azeris. So Azerbaijan completely destroyed ancient Armenian artifacts um, as they stand proof of native Armenian ancient civilization that they reside there since 860 BC. And this is beginning with Assyrian Armenian dynasties and kingdoms of Urartu. So Karabakh, also known as Artsakh, was always an autonomous zone under Soviet law and was always controlled by Armenians, ethnic Armenians. And they have churches, and these churches go way back, as far back as the 4th century. And under Soviet law, um, Karabakh, also known as Artsakh, was autonomous and had the right to choose whether to remain with Azerbaijan or go independent. And they chose independence. But Azerbaijan, since 1988, refuses their autonomy and claims that um, Karabakh, Artsakh, is Azerbaijan's territory. So Armenia declared independence in 1991 and Karabakh, Artsakh, to maintain its autonomy. Azeri government to this day doesn't recognize it and is attempting to take the land, which doesn't belong to them. In brief history, Ottoman Turks massacred millions of Armenians during the 1915 Armenian Genocide, and they took entire Western Armenia, which is now Eastern Turkey. And now, right now, today, Turkey is interfering to aid Azerbaijan, and Turkey to this date denies committing the genocide against Armenians. So... 2020 of this year, on September 27th, Azerbaijan breached the ceasefire, and they have been doing so ever since. Um, Azerbaijan and Turkey are currently attacking Artsakh and Armenia. They have bombed civilians, they've bombed churches, they've bombed schools, um, movie theaters, 
Over 500 Armenians already died. A lot of people got injured. A lot of people went to fight, even from here, from America, people volunteered to go help. So Armenians are being attacked. Uh, there is a war going on right now. And this feels like another genocide that's coming into play. And this is frightening. And this is a humanitarian crisis. It can happen to anyone and anywhere. And a lot of people need to speak up. It's important for people to speak up because if you are silent and another genocide is occurring, essentially you're allowing that to happen. And if people don't speak, this can go on. If it's not Armenia, it could be somewhere else. This can happen over and over. So this is what's happening right now to the Armenian culture, Armenian population. There is a war. Armenia is under attack. And Armenians around the world are being affected by this. Yeah, thank you so much for breaking that down, especially for anyone who it's their first time learning about the conflict and learning about the genocide in 1915. My, I'm personally connected to it. And as many probably Armenians and Assyrians and Greeks were also part of that genocide. And my grandfather was Armenian and his father, so my great-grandfather, I actually recently learned that he actually was killed in the genocide. And so, you know, if we think about it deeply, a lot of us are here because of our ancestors and the sacrifices that they made. My grandfather, I mean, he was only six months old when his father died in the genocide and they had to, you know, escape through the mountains. Like you hear these stories and then, you know, they escaped through the mountains to hide and luckily he survived, which then, you know, went on to meet my grandma and they had my mom, which then had me. But to think like, wow, that if he, if they hadn't escaped, where would I would not, would I be here today? I don't know, you know, and all of us, there's a story in our ancestry to connect to. So this is why I get goosebumps. Like just thinking about like right now, the Armenians who are fighting for their life and the history that they're coming from when there was a genocide already. Like this is like modern day 2020. I'm shocked that we're still in a place where this is happening and we're still asking for news coverage or media coverage or spreading awareness or donating. So I'm, I'm so grateful that you are sharing the history. And what are some ways that people can spread awareness? Um, where can they donate? How can they show up? Because it, if it's not Armenia, it's somewhere else. And I just feel like it's so important as a human collective to, you know, really be there for each other in movements where people are being killed. It's, it's not right. It's not fair. It is not fair. It's definitely not right. It is frustrating to see it happen. There are a few ways that people can help. So the Armenian community and as how we've met, and it's amazing how all of us have come together and everybody's connecting. I've actually met people from New York or other Armenians and I'm collaborating. And that's the beauty of this and all of this. And so how we can raise awareness social media, you know, we want people to see what is going on. A lot of people are posting history, brief history, how they can help, what is going on. And we actually had to do a lot of protests to get media co coverage for days. It was two weeks ago, I believe they closed down the freeway. They had to protest where for them to actually see, oh my God, what's going on? Let's go see what is going on. Now, the other side is 
there might be media coverage, but they are giving false news. They're not covering what's true. They are saying that Armenia is the aggressor. Armenia is not the aggressor. Uh, there's 3 million population. Um, we are in our land. We're minding our own business. And there was an, an attack. And raising awareness, spreading the word, educating people, letting them know what is happening. And unfortunately, even if you do say that, a lot of people, they don't understand the severity of what is going on. But educating, informing people, the donation website is armeniafund.org. Everybody's donating every day. They need all the help that they can get, whether it's supplies, clothing, or money, because towns have been destroyed and they need to rebuild all of that. So whether it's a $1 donation, whether it's making a post, whether it's checking up on your friend, whether, whether it's writing a letter to the news or the government, whatever you can do to raise awareness. And I think the Armenian community has been doing a good job at that. We've been connected. There was actually a large protest over this weekend that I went and I want to say I've read somewhere that there were over 150,000 Armenians. I don't know if that's correct or if I'm remembering it correctly. That, that's amazing. That's unity. And we went, we, it was a peaceful protest. We come together and it's our land. It hurts. It's very, and even you, you don't speak that, that well, Armenian, or maybe, you know, you're not in the Armenian community. You know, you feel it. And instantly we connected because of what is going on. So there's this unity with our culture. Yeah, absolutely. It was beautiful to see so many Armenians coming out to protest and non-Armenians coming out to protest right. and people donating to Armenia Fund and spreading awareness on social media and sharing what's going on. Those are really excellent ways. And checking in on your Armenian friends. I have family and friends who are near and dear and just like checking in on how they're doing their mental health. And so you know, you being a mental health therapist and connected to what's happening on a personal level, what are some ways that you recommend clients or yourself to move through this impact of being exposed to war or in killings and violence on a mental health perspective, us being exposed to that so much um, more access to see the details of what's happening from your lens, you know, can that lead to depression? Can that lead to anxiety? It definitely can lead to depression and anxiety, especially everyone can be under the effect, but specifically the Armenian population because intergenerational trauma is being triggered. So intergenerational trauma, as you know, uh, trauma experienced in one generation affects the health and well-being of the offsprings of the future generations. And negative effects can include a range of symptoms. So right now, that's being triggered. And from my perspective, not only can it cause anxiety and depression, but these are the symptoms that a lot of Armenians are showing right now. It can be social withdrawal, heightened fear, um, emotional outbursts, irritability, changes in sleep, hypervigilance, guilt, um, scatteredness vulnerability, poor concentration, fatigue, as we mentioned, depression and anxiety, um, even post-traumatic stress disorder, that constant exposure, 
maybe alcohol dependence and in severe cases, it can lead to suicidal ideation. So it is serious, it's real, and a lot of people don't realize how important mental health is and how much constant exposure, constant fear and worry can affect your health. Absolutely. I agree with you. I think it's so important to check in on your mental health and see if any of those signs resonate. And if they do, what are some ways that people can support their mental health right now? Um, thank you for asking that question. That it, It's an important question to touch on. So I will introduce grounding. Grounding is a technique that helps uh, people be present. So it brings you to the here and now and brings you back to your body to reality. I will go over a few grounding techniques, but first I wanted to introduce a self-soothing kit that people can create. And this kit, we're going to have five different small objects and I'll go ahead and list them. And this kit utilizes your five senses. So each object is going to be for one of your senses. So to our listeners, whether um, you get a small shoebox or a makeup bag or even a Ziploc to create the soothing kit. So at times where, you know, you hear the news again, where you find out there's another bombing or the media coverage is false and whatnot, you're being triggered, you can use this kit. So first for touch, you could have maybe a rough rock that you could touch or feel, or maybe a squishy ball in your toolkit. And then for sound, you could put headphones in your toolkit to remind yourself to listen to soothing music, or you could have a bell in there. For sight, you could have a picture of maybe your favorite vacation place, or maybe your parents or your daughter or significant other, whatever that brings you happiness that you can look at. And for smell, you could put an essential oil or even just the tea bag that has a strong smell that you're, you know, using your senses. And for taste, you could have maybe a, your favorite chocolate or gum or maybe a mint, something that has intense taste that it brings you back to the moment. So in this time, this toolkit can be very helpful because it utilizes all five senses and it should be easily accessible. But briefly, I wanted to touch on other grounding techniques that people can use. And one easy one would be reminding yourself out loud where you're at. For example, I'll use myself as an example. Lilith, I am here. I am in California. I'm in my bedroom. I am safe because a lot of times when we're constantly hearing all this um, traumatic events, there's this dissociation. So reminding yourself, hearing yourself say that you're safe, where are you physically? Or you can even choose grounding phases such as I am here, I'm safe, I'm present. Other grounding techniques could be going on a walk, talking to a friend, journaling your triggers, journaling how you're being affected. Right now, I am afraid because of X, Y, and Z. I'm feeling overwhelmed and letting it out instead of holding it in. You can also do something with your hands, whether it's baking or drawing and doing deep breaths, like deep belly breaths in and out. Um, holding a comfortable object, watching something fun. And lastly, 
being compassionate towards yourself, you know, being kind, um, giving yourself space to heal. You know, it's okay that maybe you missed the deadline. It's okay that you woke up late. It is okay that, you know, you overate or you're tired or maybe um, you weren't paying attention, being gentle because it is a challenging time and you have to take care of yourself. Self-care is important. And self-compassion comes first in all of this. Mm, I love all of those ideas and suggestions. And I think sometimes we think uh, that, you know, how can going on a walk help or how can just, you know, chewing gum help? But it really does because our mind likes to go either in the past because things got triggered, like you said, like intergenerational trauma is being triggered. And then also it's easy to go into the future and get worried and anxious about what's to come. So doing those grounding techniques and making like that self-care kit. I, I love that idea because then it's accessible. It's right there. It's a reminder. So anytime you can really just grab it and use one of those tools, I like to think it's like your toolbox. You're creating a toolbox for your mental health and then access it when you begin to feel any of those symptoms that you described earlier um, and not to dismiss it and say, oh no, it's what, like, what's wrong with me? like, no, there's a lot going wrong in the world. You're seeing a lot of sad and suffering. And especially for Armenians right now, seeing what's happening, like that is painful and it's bringing up a lot of wounds and pain. So really paying attention to how you can take care of your mental health. I like to say self-care is not selfish, you know, and I think in our culture, like, you know, Middle Eastern cultures and maybe other cultures around the world, you connect with this too. But Sometimes being like taking care of yourself can be selfish or looked at as selfish and you feel guilty or shame. And I think it comes from a place of we had to like a survival tactic. Like we came from tribes and communities where we either immigrated or were refugees or whatever, like suffering in our ancestors and survive. And so when you think about going out of that group to just take care of yourself, it sometimes can you know, make you feel like you're selfish, but you're not, you know, this is important. Your mental health is, you're actually going to be much better able to serve that community and your family and your, your friends and whoever else, because you've taken care of yourself first. Like when your cup is full, you can pour into other people too. So Lilith, for people who are resonating and they want to find more of your work, um, where can they find you? They, um, they can find me on Instagram. Um, my username is Therapy by Lilith, or they can even search my name, Lilith Melik Bakhshan, and it should come up because I might change my username. I also have a website, therapybylilith.com, and it's also my Instagram name. But with that, I remember that I decided, you know, again, be helping my community in my own way as much as I can. Um, every Sunday on Instagram live at 10 a.m. If you go to my Instagram, I will be hosting a guided meditation at 10. And after that, we will end with a silent prayer. And I prompt people to pray. First, we pray for our soldiers, then our civilians, then our land or all Armenians around the world. And we end with praying for ourselves because we matter and exactly what you said. If we don't take care of ourselves, we can't aid others. Um, So feel free to join to the Sunday guided meditations. 
And I am also on Psychology Today. If you search my name, um, Lilith Melik Bakhshan, I will show up over there as well. Thank you, Lilith, for the work that you're doing. I'm going to post all of that in the show notes. So folks, please definitely go check out Lilith's work and the Instagrams, uh, live meditations that you're doing, definitely praying and sending um, not only prayers, but spreading awareness, um, showing our support. If we can go to a protest um, and safely do so, please spread the awareness, show up, take action, donate, spread awareness, check on your Armenian friends and family. And we're praying for peace for the Armenian community and what is one thing left, Lilith, on your heart uh, that hasn't been said yet that is resonating for you to share with listeners? What would that be? What, would, what do you want to leave people with? Um, be who you were born to be. Stay true to your nature. Uh, fully embrace who you are and don't shy away from that. I think that's very important and um, that resonates with the work I do um, helping people to connect with their true self and their authentic self and to fully embrace who they are and not hide that from anybody I love that thank you so much Lily for your time for your work for your services for spreading awareness and taking time to be on the show with us today Thank you so much for having me and thank you for giving me this opportunity um, to inform people of what's going on and how they're under the effect. And it was great doing this. I enjoyed it a lot. Thank you so much for what you're doing and creating this podcast. Pleasure. It really is. Thank you so, so much. Thank you all so much for taking the time to listen to this episode. And if you found value in this episode or any of my episodes, I would love if you could just take a moment to thank me by just going over and hitting subscribe to the podcast and leaving a review. This really helps the show rank and be found and searchable and, you know, the the podcast industry and be able to reach more women and reach uh, being able to really just make healing accessible, empowering and fun. And I just want to make healing go viral. Like that's just so important to me and making it accessible. And I'm not for everybody, but for the women who do find me, I do hear from you that I have an effect and an impact in your life on your healing journey in some small way. And that's all that I care about. So if I can reach you, that subscribe and review goes a long way. So thank you for taking time to do that as well for me. If you have any desire to continue the journey on your healing journey with me, I offer a few services. So let me lay those out real quick for you. I offer one-on-one services, one-on-one therapeutic life coaching services. Send me a DM or an email and you can go ahead and set up a free 15 minute consultation with me and we can see if I'm a right match and fit for you. And if we're, we're gonna be able to do great work together, then we'll, we'll go forward with that. If not, I have referrals and that's okay too. I'm not for everybody, but I'd love to connect with you if you think that there's something I can help you with. Even having one breakthrough session, I've had clients come back and have one breakthrough session and it's been transformational for them. So. We can map out your healing together, 
just go to my website, edictc.com, E-I-D-I-T-C.com for more and to schedule and connect with me there. I also offer two healing retreats that are coming up in 2021. If all things are safe for travel, uh, we will be heading over to Bali. There's one spot left in May and there's seven women going and we're looking for our eighth woman to join us. And in Spain, we're heading over to San Sebastian in October. If that's something that you're searching for and longing for to travel with purpose, then Spain or Bali is your your thing. You gotta you gotta hit me up and submit an application as the first step. I'll reach out to you within 24 hours and we'll go from there. Go to aditsi.com for more information. Thank you.